0: Season three. I ain't even announce it. I just, you know, I let it flow. Season three. Why did I decide to do season three of Heaven on Earth podcast instead of continue with season two? It's because the last episode was the ending. We are in this energy now where we are Virgos. And I realized that every season is a phase of my life and it's a phase of the collective. And instead of me trying to make one size fit all, I'm just going to split it up. This is just the beginning of my podcast journey. Why do I feel the need to drag it out? It deserves to go through cycles just like I'm going through cycles. So, welcome to Heaven on Earth podcast. (laughs) I'm Big Homie OG. Happy Sunday. I just saw a TikTok and the girl was crying, but she wasn't crying bad tears. She was crying happy tears. And she was like, um, she was like, Divine Feminine, I'm just so proud of you. It was so hard. And, you know, like I think back to a lot of situations and I think back to the last three months of my life. So let's run down with it. Actually, no, not even the last three, the last like four and a half. So let's run down. I decided to move out of my townhome in Atlanta. Um, No plan, no real money, no any type of direction. Um, I moved in with my best friend until I could get some things done for about a month. Um, The energy got really heavy for me because I realized that that's not where I needed to be anymore. And then I booked the ticket. After I had received like some money to take care of some things. So I like got me a credit card and you know what I'm saying? Like I got my hair done, got my nails done, I got all cute, got some clothes, bought a suitcase, bought everything I needed for this journey. And I booked the one way ticket to Dallas, Texas. And um, it started off great. It started off so amazing. And then it got to the point where it just became hard. It was so hard. And might I say, I'm very grateful because God put so many people in my path to help me. And, you know, also with me being a vessel, I did my work as well. But it was really hard. I experienced homelessness. I experienced um, a lack of financial stability, mental stability, emotional stability. And I remember I met this guy and um, really nice guy. And from the beginning, when he first met me, like, he was just so helpful. Like, you know, very like, I'll help you. Like, no problem. I was so battered and bruised that I was like trying to rush. Trying to rush. You need to do this and we need to do this and we need to do that. And he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're moving too fast. He saw something in me that I couldn't see it myself during that time because I remember I felt he was watching me struggle. I remember being in this energy of, don't you see me struggling? Why can't you save me? Why aren't you saving me? Don't you see me struggling? Why can't you save me? And then I realized... And I'm having this epiphany now. Nobody could save me in that moment. I had to save myself. I went through this period of instability for about... Like a month and a half. I was sleeping in the airport. Sleeping outside some days. Sleeping in hotel rooms, Airbnbs. And I lost my sense... Of ego. I did. I lost my sense of feeling better than anything. I felt like God had placed me at my lowest of lowest of lows. And of course, I would reach out and ask for help at times, but something just felt like y'all can't save me long term. And I was meeting men, you know what I'm saying, and they were helping me and with no strings attached no weird vibes just straightly like the the affirmation respectable men cater to me is probably one of the best affirmations that I started saying from the very moment I started to say that respectable men literally catered to me without me having to get up any give up any goodies do anything against my free will go against my morals and values it was none of that it was just strictly like I'm just here to make sure you're straight and service you like you know that's it as a man and I just wanted to be saved so bad. I was like, I just want somebody else to take the load. I'm tired. And God was just like, this is not even the thick of it. And I was like, excuse me? He was like, this is just your beginning. This is just the beginning. I'm like, I literally feel like I am at my whiff's end. You have exhausted all my options. You've exhausted all my mind, my my heart, my, my back, my feet. Like, I'm tired. I'm tired. This has to be the end. He says, yeah, the end is the beginning and the beginning is the end. Think about what you did. Think about how you accomplished yourself. And I remember being so discouraged because I couldn't get an apartment. I had applied. I got approved. They wanted like $3,000. I'm like, how the fuck am I going to get $3,000 right now? Then I had applied at one and then like some weird shit happened. And it was just like, okay. I remember using my last $500 to apply for that apartment. and I didn't get approved. My feelings were so hurt. Because I was just like, why can't I stabilize myself why can't I stabilize myself why can't I not be saved why can't this be easy why can't I move why can't I make any money why can't I not be happy why I remember I got down to like the end of like my like my emotional like crying and I started doing their diaries I feel like that changed my life because I didn't have it in me to write in a journal anymore. I still needed to post. I still needed to create. It just was so much. It was just so much. And God was like, just keep going. You're okay. Everything's okay. And I'm like, you're lying. You're a liar. This is all a lie. This is some bullshit. And then I would revert revert back like, 60 seconds later, like, you know what? I'm sorry. He's like, it's okay. You're frustrated because you're not listening. And it's like, I am listening. I got up. I got the ticket. I'm here. What now? He said, keep going. Who told you to stop? Keep going. I remember being so pissed because it was just like, I quantum leaped in a new energy and I can feel the new energy. I can feel the way people treat me. I can see the way I can see the way people see me. They can feel my aura. I'm here. I'm where I'm supposed to be. He said, keep going. And I'm like, but if I keep going, what if this happens again in the next place, in the next place, in the next place? And I'm experiencing the same cycle. He said, You won't know until you try. I remember I had um I got some money. I think I had like $200. And um, I bought a plane ticket. <laughs> I bought a plane ticket to Vegas. And um, I didn't have a hotel room. I didn't have an Airbnb. I had been at the airport uh, for about a day. And um no two days two days I had been at the airport about two days I had learned my way around the airport to where it never looked like I was sleeping there it just looked like I was just constantly traveling I was always changing my clothes doing my hair in the bathroom I always look presentable some days that I didn't it just looked like I was just tired of coming off a flight hotels knew me they weren't even tripping they just thought you know you're a flight attendant I'm like oh no I'm a life coach I just travel for seminars and stuff like that and because of my energy and how I carry myself, you couldn't tell me that I was lying. I remember that day. I tried to buy the ticket for that day. And the lady's like, oh, we don't do se- we don't do ticket sales after a certain time. And I had already missed the flight to go there. So I said, you know, I'll go tomorrow. I remember I used the last bit of my money. And um, so many times I'd be at the airport and I'd just be like, if I could just get to the other side. I would get money sent to me, I would make money, and I would steady try to keep myself in a place that had me frustrated because it was just like, I just don't want to have to be homeless. I don't want to to do this, so if I could sleep in a hotel, if I could sleep in an Airbnb, I'd be okay. And I used to just sit in the airport and just watch people all day, all day, and just be like, how can I get to the other side? How can I get to the other side? One day I said, fuck it, I'm going to get to the other side. And I don't give a fuck what happens after this. I'm just going to get to the other side. I remember I bought the ticket to Vegas and um, I couldn't leave for like another like 27 hours or something. So I got to the other side that night and um, I finally got me some food. And I went to McDonald's and I had a cheeseburger Two cheeseburgers and a large fry and a Sprite. It was like the first like real meal that I had in a minute. And um, I just remember just sitting there and just being like, I finally made it. I made it to the other side. I felt like I had to take this big leap. Hadn't even left the airport that I had been at for the last literally month and a half almost, time after time. I was just so happy to be on the other side. To finally be at the gates. Didn't give a fuck that I didn't have have a flight for another 27 hours. I did not care. I didn't care. So I remember I had an instinct where um, I was at a hotel and I had uh, like went there or whatever. Didn't know what I was going to do. And um, I met this lady and she was a front desk lady, real sweet. And I remember like asking her how much the hotels was, knowing damn well I didn't have no money for a night for the hotel. And then I told her, I was like, yeah, you know, um, yeah, American Airlines like, you know, did my flight. Cause you know, American Airlines always be on some bullshit. So it was a perfect lie. And um, I remember, you know, I was on my cycle and I was like, you know, I just want to take a shower. Like, can you just let me in a room and just let me take a shower? Or, you know, she was like, you know what? I can let you in the gym. You can take a shower and come back. I remember I was so grateful. The day before, a couple hours before I had left um, for my flight to Vegas, I left the airport and I went back to that same hotel because it was in one of the terminals. And luckily she was there. And I said, hey girl, I'm just flying in, about to fly back out. Um, You think you can let me back up to the spa to take a shower? She was like, girl, of course. God was trying to really show me The fact that you have kept good character, good morals, good values, you're nice to people, your integrity, I will constantly bless you. Even when you are not doing what I need you to do, I'll make sure you're okay. You might not have what you want, but I'll always provide your necessities. I will always provide your necessities. And I remember that day I had called my mom. And um, I felt like it was a big step just to see, could I open my heart and just try? And I called her and she still had the same emotion, like lack of emotional accountability. And I wasn't upset, but it just kind of made me feel like I had betrayed myself. So that morning I called her and um, I felt like I got rewarded that night. Cause I had been in the airport all day watching movies, um, looking up on TikToks. Like I just was bullshitting all day. Didn't have really had, didn't have money. Um, I remember I got like a sub from Subway. Like I got, like some chips. Like a, I mean I got like a banana and an apple. Like I didn't have any money, and um, I went to the hotel and she and it's something it was it was all about timing. It was the craziest thing, cause I had to leave the the terminal and go check my bag in at the, at the, um, at the ticket counter or whatever. And it was all about timing. And I had happened to be there while she was there. She let me in. I remember I took a fresh shower. I remember I had given away a jacket before I had left. Like I was starting to give away things because it just was so much baggage on me. And, um, I took a shower, you know, wore my outfit, had a cute little outfit on. And, um, I checked my bag I got back in and I remember saying that I wanted to have a first class ticket and if you know anything about Frontier or Spirit them fucking front seats be like a hundred something dollars sometimes and so I didn't have enough money for it and so I remember I had told the lady like look like I have anxiety honey she like cut me off and was like oh don't worry about it we'll put you in the first row I had the first row to myself Nobody was in the seats next to me. I normally sit on the aisle because I always say like I have anxiety and I can get like claustrophobic. And this time I wanted to sit by the window so I could see. So I could see that I had finally made it to the other side and that I was taking a leap of faith to go to another city that I had nothing planned. Didn't have a care in the fucking world. But I didn't care. I just had to get out. And if I was meant to go back, I would go back. And this time I would go back in the energy of free. Instead of trying to just stabilize something, just be free. Instead of me trying to find stability and make sure I'm stable, I have to confirm that I'm stable within. Now I've been more places since I left Dallas and God has definitely provided for me to be comfortable I can't tell you how I've made it. I can't tell you, I don't know. But prayer and faith and calming the fuck down and then some laughs, that brings you closer to God than anything. I had experienced the fear that I never wanted to experience. And I had blessings, so many blessings around that time. I remember one time... I was at the corner store and I was trying to buy a lottery ticket, and um, I remember I had asked the person, "Like, oh, you, you take EBT?" and he was like, "Oh no." So I left, and the lady had saw me and I had all my bags with me, and she was like, um, "Excuse me, ma, you need some money?" and I and I started to say no before I could say no, she handed me a ten dollar bill. Old me would have felt so low. Old me would have felt like, oh my god, what the fuck. In that moment, I knew God loved me and he cherished me. And I remember there was a gas station that was on the other side of the lake. And it was the only one that took EBT. And it was around like 838. And it was like a two mile walk. And so I remember like dumping my bags like in this bush. And I remember like running to the other side because I was like, I'm going to make it. I just have to make it to the other side. That was a few days before I left that I kept having these, these, test to see was I going to make it to the other side I've gone through my scariest moments by myself and still have felt safer than anything just my aura and my presence and just to know my spirit guys they have me has made me stronger than anything. So I am not ashamed to say what I've done and what I went through. Because it's brought me to this very moment of power. I was still getting on Instagram, still getting on TikTok, still getting on YouTube, still getting on private lives. Like I still was doing my job as being the voice of God. I refused to look like everything I was going through But I had to find an outlet, and my outlet was My Dear Diaries, whether you peeped it or not. I remember I kept telling my collective, I said, I know some of y'all know I'm going through something, but y'all haven't asked me, am I okay? And I appreciate that. I appreciate that people weren't trying to pity what they felt was wrong with me. Because what if you would assume something was wrong and nothing was wrong? I just was going, you know what I'm saying? I was just going through my own mental health. And what if there was nothing wrong at all? And you're just over here assuming that something's wrong. And I just just remember being in this energy where, like, I couldn't ask people for, I couldn't panhandle in a way. And I'm not saying asking for help is panhandling. I'm not saying that. But I would watch so many people on social media just put their cash apps out so easily and stuff like that. And I remember I did it once and I deleted it. It didn't feel right. Because I was stable within, God provides. I didn't need to go ask for it, not from strangers. I needed God to put on my spirit, who to ask for help. And then also he would just send them to me. I remember a cousin in my collective had hit me up and was like, hey, um, I want to send you some birthday money and I want to send you some money for the lunch we're supposed to have. And I was like, oh, thank you. And I really needed it at that time. She sent me like a hundred dollars. (laughs) <laughs> and the reason of why she gave me the money, she said, for the analogy queen, thank you for everything that you do. I cried. I cried. I cried because as much as y'all know that I know how confident I am and how appreciative I am of you guys, it still amazes me how much love and gratitude that you guys have given me through my journey. The words of, like, your uplifting words, your words of motivation, your words of reassurance, your words of love. You get readings from me. You you subscribe to all my channels. You pay for my subscriptions. You know, you buy herbs for me. Like, You've all been so patient through this journey where I've just been, I
1: just, I'm grateful. (laughs) The girl in the video was crying, and I was just like, Girl, stop crying. It's cool. And look at me. (laughs) This journey kicked my ass. But I came out on the other side so much stronger. I came out so much stronger. It allowed me to see the people that literally were gonna just watch me. The people that found some type of like gratitude or grace in my failures and in my struggle. And then it taught me the people that were like, you you got this. We can't I can't save you because I'm trying to save myself so you, you just know I know you can do this. And having men in my life see the power within me to be like, I can't save you because I'm not in a position to save you. But you got to know if I could, I would. And you deserve everything. So therefore, if I can't give you everything that I have, I I, got to save me first. And I can't do nothing but respect that.
0: As a woman, we put our energy and our our minds in a way of like, well, every man should just go through hell to make sure that we're straight. And in reality, why would we want somebody that can't save themselves? I've been with somebody that didn't want to save themselves. So to have somebody say, look, I'm not where I want to be. And if I'm not where I want to be, then I can't give you what you need. And you should see that within yourself as well. If I'm not stable, why would I want to be with somebody? And I'm not talking about just financially. I'm talking about mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I had one of my biggest lessons that way. I did. Everybody saw the worth within myself when I couldn't. Everybody saw the power within me when I couldn't. People were worried about things that I clearly didn't give a fuck about. It was wisdom, but I was so in my head to just think that, oh, you're against me, you're against me, you're against me right now because you're not trying to help me. And it was just like, you gotta save yourself, Ma. Because if the shoe was on the other foot, you would want me to save myself, and they're absolutely right. I picked myself up off the ground. I picked my bags up, and I just hopped on planes. Always getting the best treatment. Always getting there safe. Always happy and relieved because I just kept going so if you needed a story a testimony to know keep fucking going here you go welcome to season three the season of momentum this season is called the momentum keep going Don't stop. When God has you revisit places again, and God allows you around people again, act differently this time, because you are different. It's not the same version of you. It's not the same version of them. It's not the same place. Go back with your head held high. Go back with your shoulders back, chest up, chin out. Or chin up, chest out, y'all know what I mean. The momentum is different this time. Because when God wants you to plant, he'll plant you. Trust me. He will make a way where you can't go nowhere. And you'll have to fight through the lessons and understand them. In the last 30 days that I've been where I'm at, I've learned so much patience. I've learned a lot of accountability I've learned a lot of power and inspiration. I've pushed past the imposter syndrome. I've pushed past the feeling of not feeling secure. I've pushed past the insecurities. I've pushed past it. My biggest fear was to not be stable. And I welcomed that fear into my life. And now I've overcome it. And I feel amazing. I feel amazing. I feel amazing. I fucking created a digital interactive journal within a couple hours. At this point, nothing can stop me. And the only reason why I got it done in a couple hours is because I actually started it back in January and I stopped. Pick up those goals. Pick up those those old entries. Pick them up. That's where the money's at. I almost gave up on my herb business. It's crazy. The very moment I mean at the very second I almost gave up, God started sending me orders. He gave me the idea to say do a summer explosion sale. Start email marketing. Start promotion. Start this. It's like, oh, okay, 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 okay. At the very moment, I just be wanting to give up because it's like, what do I do? God says, don't worry. It'll all work out. Everything will be okay. I'm proud of myself. I never got a job. I never did things with a lack of integrity. I'm proud of myself. I had to conquer a lot of fears of my past. Vulnerability had to be the biggest one. Vulnerability was the biggest one. Have you ever cried in the arms of somebody and they embrace you and you feel like all the problems will be taken care of? It's very rare for a person like me. I don't cry to people. I cry away from people. And I just felt like the closer I got to knowing that I was about to leave Dallas is the more y'all saw the emotions in me and I didn't care. I was just crying all over the fucking place. Because it's just like, I'm I'm melting. <laughs> I'm melting. The ice queen is melting. I already lived a very soft life with God. I just couldn't embrace it. Because my life compared to a lot of people is very like, your life is very easy. But see, when you don't see the goods of what God does, you'll look ungrateful. I'm literally living the life that people would wish for, and I just was very ungrateful. I was. And I can be honest and say that. I was very ungrateful. Now it's like I see it, and it's just like, you know what? I gotta take advantage of this, and I gotta live life to its fullest, and I gotta keep going, and I gotta mend connections that I fucked up based off of my lack of healing based off my awareness of how much I was worth. I communicate better now. I have better boundaries. I'm just proud of myself. It's like I just want to show up for myself better. It's like I want to show the people that I want to invest in more. You know, I've detached myself from people and things and places out of love and not out of, oh, you're just wrong for me. I've done it in a way to just say, I just need some time and space to find myself with God. And now I don't long, no longer really want to find myself with God. I want to see what me and God can create. That's my biggest thing right now. I want to see what me and God can create with this momentum, with this passion, with this power. I want to see how far we can go. I want to see what we can do. it's happening it's all happening everything will be done out of love which it already has been but to the millionth degree every product you see from me every sale that you get from me it's all in love and I was so discouraged because I feel like my business was going downhill there's no stickers on them I feel like it's just like, they just look so bland. And God says, the quality of your product has never changed. It's okay. Everything will be just fine. People love you through your changes. People love you through your growth. They don't take it personal. They're still appreciative of what you do for them. Just like I am of you. I'm appreciative that you took the leaps. I'm appreciative that you still keep the same quality about yourself. I'm appreciative that you still show love. I'm appreciative of what you do. Hearing God tell me how appreciative he was of me was just a feeling I can't even explain. Like I felt the energy of him being like, I appreciate you. You took that leap of faith. I appreciate you. And the way he's rewarding me through my energy and through my power and through the love and the patience and the gratitude that I pay myself, it's just, it's indescribable. So, yeah, the journey was hard. But I'm not going to lie that was the hardest it was going to get. Bitch, it's all right. I did that shit. <laughs> I did that shit. I'm proud of myself. I'm very proud of myself. I feel like now there's this energy of just like, I got a story to tell and I'm happy. We're going to look up the angel number 349. Three forty-nine is a symbol of awakening. Signifies your family values. (sighs) Oh well, there we go. I value the connection I have with you guys. Y'all, my soul cousins. And I love y'all. Keep sending me all your good things. I'm proud of you. If anybody didn't tell you, I'm proud of you. We all growing together. We all gonna succeed together. We all gonna make it together. Everybody gotta eat, because everybody eat bread. It's just what you're gonna do to get your bread. And I feel like everybody that's a part of me should be in a position of power, should be in a position of success, of abundance, of wealth. You deserve it. I love you. I'll see you in the next episode.